0: Hey, I'm Parker Lennon. And this is Chuck Stack. And you're listening to Fat Fitness.
1: Use fitness as a goal for something we wanted to do, and, and it allowed us to do things like rock climbing and surfing and, and do it in a fun way.
2: Things you should question yourself about before you compete.
1: Everybody's different. and yeah. So if you think
0: you're gonna be just like that study, or you think you're gonna fall directly into that category, you're probably
2: wrong. I follow doctors and certain trainers that are PhDs yes. and stuff so that I can get what they're doing their research on.
1: High game is the relentless pursuit of meeting new people. (laughs) This is
2: like killing
0: a million little organisms at a time. I was in a really bad place but what got me through was fitness number one and secondary was meditation and really good friends of course. All right so today we're going to talk to Craig he is um you can't see him on Facebook live but you can hear him in the podcast because he's coming through the mixer right now and This is totally sporadic and random because we were supposed to talk to Brandon about Savage Life and he's not answering. So here's Craig. Craig is one of my best friends. I uh, moved to San Diego and we're roommates and we are currently working on a project called Romantic Adventures.
1: Yeah. Where are you on that, man? <laughs> Romantic Adventures is rad. Uh, we have the first episode edited. Parker's adding some of his own music to it still. We have the second episode that is uh, still in the cutting room, uh, getting some of the pieces together, but we have some cool stuff about our Bali adventures.
0: So, I already know the answer to this, but what was your favorite part of Bali?
1: Um, I mean, the first episode covers my favorite day, which yeah. was um, jumping off of waterfalls and that whole experience. But anytime you get to travel with one of your best friends and just go play the high game and meet new people and drink cheap beer and <laughs> good food is always going to be fun.
2: Yeah, so uh, let's So you, exp- you guys also, how was it trying to like find places to work out and just trying to find, you know, like active stuff to do?
1: Right. I mean, it, travel is what you make it. And it's difficult to live the fitness lifestyle for someone like Parker who works out twice a day and and is a lot more strict with that. Um, but we were still able to go and go surfing fairly regularly and get like little workouts in here and there. And so it was nice as we still looked for places that we could do that. It was just adjusting to our situation.
0: Yeah, we, uh, there's actually some in the recording of the episodes, we did a workout on the beach. We're using like, uh, it's like a place you could sit. We're doing pull-ups on it, and then we're doing squats with beers. That was really good. <laughs> uh, with... what were the girls were from...
1: Ooh, uh, where were they? God, that one brunette was super cute, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this was from the High Game, by the way. Um, I know. So, okay, we'll go... I'll get back to that in a second. The High Game is very, very useful for everything in, in life. It's about meeting people. Um, so, Gilly T Fit was a hostel we stayed at. Yeah, Gilly, Gilly Fit. Gilly Fit, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to work out there. What would you describe their workout room like?
1: Uh, dated and haphazard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it smelled like old dirty socks.
1: Right. I mean, it was it was exactly what it was. It was an area that doesn't have um, fitness as a centerpiece and only attracted people like us that are going to look for a place like that. So, you know,
0: <laughs> dude, um, there was no air conditioning at all. So
2: there were old school gyms, basically old like, school. Yeah. like you're, that's what the yeah. vibe is like to anybody that's not a, this wasn't in there, there or, this would be like what we would have in our garage. Yeah. Right. No, um, that's, that's awesome. It's a good way to, to kind of like Really make yourself be creative. Have to incorporate many different styles of training. I'm sure there was calisthenics and some. Actually, yeah. Tempos. Did you guys like? It's really change funny. the tempo a lot and stuff on your stuff. Do more isometric, more. Um, uh, we, we did rock climbing for some. We did rock climbing for a workout. So you guys mostly took advantage of like the outdoors. Yeah. To, to kind of like get your your fitness in and and to actually um, get a workout and, and get moving. You know, and, and like Craig said, it travels what you make of it. So you kind of have to be creative and and do your own thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Gilly, Gilly Fit was probably the best place that we had to work out. We did... We worked out in a hotel gym. We only stayed in, like, one hotel. Actually, it's two. We worked out in Jakarta, too. They had a really nice gym. So we started off that way. Um, we also right, I mean... snorkeling,
2: too.
1: I think it's... Oh, sorry. There's a... A random.
0: <laughs> that thing is loud in my headphones right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like I'm there with you, Greg.
1: <laughs> Normal Heights, San Diego, always. Uh, no, I think it's uh, just like you were saying. You can find gyms and you can do that, but just like fitness anywhere, you you make it work. And I think what's nice about what we did was we were able to use fitness as a goal for something we wanted to do, and, and it allowed us to do things like rock climbing and surfing and and do it in a fun way, you know.
0: Yeah, and you'll be able to see more of this in our uh, our videos that we post. We're going to have, like, four, and it should
1: cover
2: yeah. some of this fitness yeah, so stuff. Yeah, you with us on, uh, on, on Facebook, I don't know um, if you can hear Craig, but um, you can catch us live on our podcast, and this is all going to be on top of the podcast. You'll be able to catch the full content.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, Craig travels constantly, constantly traveling. What is your tip for people who are on the go and trying to get in a quick workout. And you also work like 10, 12, 14 hour days too on top. of Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what's your, what's your big tip and a takeaway for people who are constantly traveling, which I know I'm, I'm sure if people are listening to a podcast, they're traveling.
1: Fair. I mean, it's all of fitness is, is lifestyle and all of it's lifestyle. So the things you want to do, you'll make time for. And I think there's a common misconception for people that travel thinking like, Oh, even though I'm into fitness when I'm at home, like I'm traveling, so it's not what's important. And I think that anything that's important should always be important. So you just prioritize those types of things. I know that I'm going to have a better experience, even if I'm getting just like a little workout in every day, um, because it keeps my, my mind and body and everything in, in check and in balance. And so then I'm able to enjoy the rest of my time even more so.
0: Yeah, Yep, I would agree with that. It's a lifestyle, folks. That's what you have to get. Yeah.
2: I try to teach efficiency as well. You yeah. know, like people like people like always think that it takes hours upon hours to get a good workout in, and you can be really efficient, especially being traveling around or having meetings to go to or having just different sources of of um occupation and stuff. So um I know Craig's notorious too for getting on
0: like a stairmaster a treadmill or something and like actually doing a lot of his work on his phone sure yeah. and so i well, he'll and if we're talking like romantic adventures or something he'll call me and i'm like why are you breathing so hard because <laughs> the dude's all,
1: that's his cardio it's a little awkward but cardio conference calls are the best yeah it
2: works out a lot a lot better yeah. than you think i'm sure so there's an efficient one for you hey i'm being a student myself that's i slap my ipad up there with the book textbook yeah. and, and read my chapters you know or yeah try to just listen to what I can in in a podcast or in um, some sort of audio. Like
1: like this podcast. Like Like this this one.
0: one. The one that we're all here together with. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna actually talk about some educational stuff, but before we do that, before we let Craig go, I want him to explain the High Game.
1: High Game. High Game is the relentless pursuit of meeting new people and it is a comfort zone challenge for anyone who feels a little awkward when you're around new people. So basically all it was is just saying, yo, anytime you see people, you say hi to them. And it's gonna feel awkward and strange, but you're gonna do it anyway because we're in Bali, we're in a new place and you never know what's gonna happen with the connections that you make and the people that you meet. And we made a lot of cool friends and had a lot of cool opportunities because of it.
0: And here's how it's that was his prep talk to me. Like he, he just he was just like this is what's gonna happen. And then yeah. and, and then I, I did it. Because I'm bad at meeting people out, you know? And the high game helped us meet a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that follows a rule that I've kind of lived by. And Parker can attest to this. If I make eye contact with you, I will say hello to you. Like, I'll say hi, hello, how are you? You know, just one of the above and see where it goes. If sometimes they don't even acknowledge you, other times you sit there talking for 30 minutes with a stranger Mm -hmm. about fitness, about education, about their passions, their their things that that drive them. And most of the times we kind of – end up learning a lot more than we expected from just a simple hello. Yep.
1: Definitely. You just never know what's going to happen. Right. It's like unlimited potential. You just, you know what's not going to happen if you don't say hi to people, but Good you point. never know what could happen if you do say hi to people.
2: That's a very yeah. valid point.
0: All right, dude, I'm going to let you go. I hope yeah. yeah. This, I hope this girl you're meeting up with is beautiful and amazing and she says hi back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just Love you guys. I'll talk
1: to you soon. All
2: right, Craig. Thanks, buddy. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was Craig. He works uh, He works with a lot of different people um, to get them to get out of their comfort levels, to focus on professional ventures, and, and just really helping people gain the confidence as an individual to go through their everyday life. And just move forward parker can probably give you a little bit more insight. yeah he
0: uh, he actually talks um he does ed- educational um basically like curriculum based type things where he's helping people get better at learning and he's ventured into more of the public speaking so he's traveling constantly to do that and honestly he's a super intelligent person yeah. that's who i surround myself no, by we've, so uh, we've
2: we've had good conversation with him before so it's just um it's that was it was random by the way yeah. we just
0: randomly called him i think it'd be cool for the
2: podcast so whatever yeah we're just <clears throat> as as usual we're kind of trying to keep it as um organized but on, unorganized and and kind I of like natural it. as I like possible it because we're we're trying to get to to show our personalities and stuff like that so um as organized as we are professionally and stuff we do a lot of um different, you know, fitness adventures and, yep. and fitness things to to keep ourselves stimulated and stuff. So
0: Yeah, so just briefly we'll we'll we have some stuff we want to cover for sure. Um to kinda recap, when you're traveling, you know, you don't get the opportunity a lot of times to find a gym. And so there are a lot of things you can do. You can run. I ran on the beach when we were in Bali. Sure. Um we did a lot of body weight stuff and it was hot. It's like Florida hot in Bali. Right. Um we surfed, we rock climbed and it just, you know, it doesn't always have to be a gym. And I've always said that to people like even a walk on the beach is better than not doing anything at all. And this will kind of segue into some other things we're going to talk about, about cortisol and just like meditation and being healthy in a different way that's not necessarily working out. Um, So when we go into some of our questions that we've had this week, especially after the last podcast, uh, we'll talk about that.
2: Sure. And I I mean, Talking about traveling and stuff, I was in Mexico recently and I went to a park called Guadiana Park. It was an awesome park. It had a great environment. It was easy to relax and just sit down and, and kind of try to meditate, you know, focus on not focusing on anything. Um, and also they, they even had fitness equipment that utilize like body weight stuff and, and everything. So you never know what you're going to come across if you like go and explore kind of your parks and some of the, the different areas, you know, the, par- the we've had great workouts at the beach. Oh, yeah. Some of our work- best workouts have been where there is minimal to no equipment whatsoever. Yep. So we've got that, some,
0: uh, some great footage actually we never used So the yeah. beach. Um, I was going to say too, like, I'm a very um, strong supporter of the TRX. I love the TRX, and I really do love the ripstick now that I've used it more. Okay. Um, a rip trainer, sorry, I always call it ripstick. Sure. Uh, and the TRX was in my bag the whole time. I unfortunately, this time, did not get it out because we were so busy constantly traveling. Um, but we did work out, and when we did work out, it felt amazing, especially because I was going a little bit crazy not having my routine after doing two a days and going to like nothing. Right. But the TRX is really easy to hang up anywhere. I've used uh, palm trees, I've used light poles, I've used trees,
2: obviously. They have doorway set doorways. Doorways, yeah. Just used, all sorts of different
0: yeah, and when I was doing, mounts
2: and mechanisms too. Yeah. Do.
0: The traveling stuff, when I'm a traveling trainer, I bring a TRX and some bands and people have amazing workouts, like six, seven hundred calories in an hour on, you know, with some of my special things in T R X.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> you I won't tell you what it is. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna come tell train you with me. Right. Um, yeah, it's hard to show in the in the podcast our yeah. physical abilities, but um, so some other things that we can focus on, like while we're training and traveling and trying to live the lifestyle, I think like hydration is probably one of the biggest things, mm-hmm. especially being in a different country. Water is not easily accessible. Mexico
0: and Bali, two of the worst places to drink their water. (laughs) It's all bottled
2: or nothing. Exactly. And that's, that's probably the best thing to do. If you know it's coming from a bottle, you, you won't get sick, you know, and if they don't bring it to you in a bottle, you ask, you know, and just say, Hey, did this come from a bottle? And I mean, again, if you see it come from a bottle, you're probably pretty safe, but, um,
0: yeah, most of our, our weight that we That's had to carry… That actually leads
2: to probably a lot of illness to, yeah. to travelers when they, when they go. Well, you
0: got to think, too. This is the thing that I had problems with. They cook with the water, and a lot of times they don't tell you what they cook with. So, sure. it's hard. Um, the other thing, too, with traveling nutrition-wise, you said water. I'm sure you're going right into nutrition. Um, you talked about last week eating better whole foods, which is the same thing in Bali. They cook everything, like, right it's there. farm-to-table. Farm-to-table, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are certain things… Because of where we're geographically located and where we grow up and how our stomach kind of adjusts to things, when I went to Bali, my stomach had some issues a couple of days where it was just like, my, I can't have this. I can't do it. I had stomach aches. Um, just and Balinese bathrooms are not the best
2: place. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> Sometimes they don't have toilet paper. <laughs> it's seen, crazy. I've seen unexplainable things in bathrooms in Mexico. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I, can, yeah. I can relate to that. And, like, um This is this is a great vacation, but this part's... buy buy toilet paper. Yeah, (laughs) when you can, you know that's a commodity. (laughs) That's a travel commodity.
0: Yeah. And actually, in Bali, you can't flush it.
2: Yeah, in Mexico, in a lot of places, they don't allow you to either. They Um,
0: have. So I've been to Mexico and Bali, and the one thing I can say is that that third world type smell of the
2: sewage is always prevalent. Right. It's. I don't know why, but it seems like the plumbing is just not as as good you yeah know? so i think that's probably it so i mean another thing this is actually a good point that one of my clients just mentioned he learned an important lesson yesterday about not preparing himself for a workout so oh yeah i actually you,
0: was going to talk about this this week too one of the last Great things
2: question. you want to do when you're preparing for a workout especially overseas or especially in a, in a country or, na- or state even that you're not familiar with is you don't want to make yourself ill and not preparing is not eating before a workout can actually make you feel more ill than if you're not. And this is different than fasted cardio and then fasted and stuff. It should be a different intensity than kind of like a full workout. Like well, w- wouldn't you say or at least you are
0: Well, here's the funny thing. I went into a workout not intentionally fasting this week. And this is this is the craziest thing that's happened to me recently. I don't know why it happens. Sometimes that things like this just happen and it's happened in races before. I call it the wall. True. But Um, I only had coffee. bonking. Yeah, we'll call it bonking Uh, and it's the worst when it happens during a race. So I went into a workout this week, it was like 6.30 a.m. workout, did not get a lot of sleep. I was still trying to catch up from our podcast, it was super late last week. And I had coffee and usually that's fine, I've done tons of fasted workouts. I was doing low intensity incline walking because I didn't feel good. I was like, "Ah, I don't really feel like running. Low intensity incline walking after the Stairmaster. Um, I was about 15 to 20 minutes in, maybe like 25, and then all of a sudden I started getting lightheaded and dizzy. Sure. Which, if and you're very like, in tune with your body, you notice right away. Right.
2: And us trainers, if you're following proper pro- protocols and keeping your clients safe, that's like the first thing to say, like, back off. You yep. know, like, give your client the rest and recovery that they need to mm-hmm. be able to get through the workout. And and my client and I, we had a great workout. He He pushed through the whole thing. He's a trooper. I mean, the guy's. A, a, an animal and, and he does not have a problem with pushing himself, but due to a lack of nutrition and not having experienced a lot of fasted workouts and stuff, he realized quickly he couldn't put forth his best effort. So yeah. I took it upon myself to kind of control the workout and do some more active recovery type stuff yep. and, and get him moving, you know, and just keep the circulation going, keeping him breathing properly, keeping you know him focused and, and trying to pay attention to his perceived exhaustion also. So. Um, and a
0: lot of times we talked about, we're going to talk a little bit more about fasting today because it's, we've looked more into it this week, but um, a lot of times too, when you get that feeling, sometimes it's a switch from glycolysis to burning, burning fat, basically. Fat yeah, yeah, fat oxidation. And I've had that happen quite a few times where I run out of carbs and basically it's, it it never ends yeah, up well we for Yeah, we talked
2: me. about that with mm-hmm. the, the ketogenic, so... This actually is a good leeway into kind of our next topic about yeah, keto- ketogenesis. Yeah. And, and it's it's really funny because <laughs> the today, rebranding of keto, he, right? We were, we were kind of like realizing we we're, and this is a comments that we've made in the past. Ketogenic diet is the same as the Atkins diet, which is the same as, or similar to a paleo diet. And they they all work off of the same principles to limit your refined sugars, your refined yep. carbs, and to incorporate more plant dark leafy greens vegetables more raw you know, nutrition a little bit as of fruit well, even you know yeah. and um, and just focusing mostly on animal proteins healthy fats healthy protein sources like eggs and such um, so it was just, we 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 were both like had that aha moment like aha we've been telling you that yeah. that it's the same thing so anybody that we've, we've heard Atkins it called diet. yeah we've called,
0: heard it called Atkins a million times right and right. then Atkins
2: is bad for you right. but all these people are losing weight on
0: it and Of course, when I was was always against Atkins because I was a vegetarian, so, (laughs) um, you know, you didn't eat any meat, but um, yeah, so they rebranded it and it kind of, like, paleo is a little different than the keto diet, but I started looking at it today because I I plan on trying to go to more of a keto diet this week and doing intermittent fasting because I've actually picked a date for a show. I think I'm going to make it happen. This dude's probably going to help me. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty ready. But um, yeah, so I need to start getting all my nutrition. Looked into keto and it's the same damn shit that we've looked at a billion times. It's not any different. I was like, dude, this is exactly like the paleo plans that I help my clients with. It's the same stuff. I might as well just use the paleo plan. Um, The difference, I guess, would be that you're limiting your carbs. That's, That's kind of the big thing. You're actually trying to li- limit to under, I think, 30, under 30 to start and then get to like 15 grams of carbs per day. And Chuck's looking this up right now, but I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of people go by. Um, but it's yeah, just a you, rebranding you of stuff
2: we've we've done. And this is the same thing with all nutritional. You basically replace your carbs with healthy fat sources. Yeah. Cause, I mean, you want the majority of your, your fats. I mean, this is, I'm, I haven't found the exact numbers yet, but... That you basically want to increase your fats to upward to 40 to 60%. Yeah, it's a, if you look your at carbs a pie, yeah. To, it's a, to about 15 to 20%, and then your protein mm-hmm. fills the remaining, I guess that'd be 30, 35% or so.
0: Yeah, if you so, look at a chart, it's actually mostly fat. Um, then a little bit of protein, a little bit of protein, and less carbs, no carbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like, if you look at a pie chart, it's like this little sliver, that's your carbs, which everybody knows I'm a carbitarian. So
2: yeah, that's we're,
0: not good for my
2: carbophobes. <laughs> uh-uh. So, um, we, we both agree in, in incorporating carbohydrates and in, for sports performance, you know, yeah. we're not, and this is in more reference to changing body composition. Mm-hmm. Parker's talking about a bodybuilding show, basically a physique category, um, and, and since I'm natural,
0: I'm going to have to really be on my nutrition. Yeah, and you know who had there a,
2: a really good um, article today that um, B Shea, Brittany Shea, shared from um, Lane Norton was like things you should question yourself about before you compete. You know, like is your mindset in the right set to not limit yourself from certain foods? Is Are you... You know has it been X amount of time since your last show? And it was just really good questions, especially for someone like myself that has done a show and has contemplated doing another one and well, you should train it, me, dude. It led, it led, I need somebody else to motivate. me. It, it was funny because the the base one of the biggest <clears throat> questions that jumped out to me that competitors don't think of is, has it been a year since your last season? you know and that gives your body hormonal like time hormonally to recharge and respond so that it isn't as hard for you to, to diet. You shouldn't be at the peak of your cardio at the beginning of your season and towards then having, you know, the peak of your cardio at the end of your season. They're all things that you should like take into consideration. Have so, you,
0: I, have you had, um, ex-competitors with metabolic shutdown?
2: yes I've yeah had a, and, and quite you know what a few that San was Diego. something that, that Brittany britney shea and myself we hit a hard season and did i did two shows she did more than that she turned pro i think in her first mm-hmm. season and stuff but it's just something that you lucky
0: her she must be amazing yeah, at well it.
2: like the, if you look at my photos even from the first show to the second show i was about 20 pounds difference and i yeah. could i was doing everything i could to get rid of water i was like except for like Going like taking the blood pressure medications yeah. and, and the other extreme stuff that, that, diuretics, yeah, that some competitor prescription take. diuretics. And, and as Parker mentioned, we're natural athletes, so we don't want to have to compete against those things. And that's why competing in more of a natural division or a drug tested division might be a good consideration. And that's just another one of those factors that yeah. Lane Norton was respond like throwing out there, like, hey, you need to think of these things before you actually like. Compete so
0: yeah, And I actually was talking to somebody yesterday via Facebook because i somehow so th- my Facebook's blown up And I have tons of like competitors actually like adding me and stuff and I was asking what shows she was gonna do and she was Basically saying you know or asking me are you are you on gear are you natural? And then if you're natural you got to get down to this level and I was like I know I've, I've been been through the process before It's just a pain in the ass and I'm not saying we're not gonna even get on the other topic about the uh, drug use because I feel like that's a long topic for another day for sure, natural athletes sure. to talk about it, and also we probably want to have somebody that has done it probably be the uh, the other side of Even things. Even if we
2: have to have them be like the, boy, oh, this is <laughs> this is so. <such laughs> no. a,
0: a, a people football. admit these days like it's yeah y- I'm sure. you can tell. Yeah, um, you but can then know. again, here here's another another side of that too. Um, being natural like. You get, I still on my Instagram and Facebook, people will be like, you're on steroids. I'm like, dude, I know I'm just cut. like protein. I'm just not eating. It's like, look at my gym check-ins. If you're on Facebook, look at my gym (laughs) check-ins. There's like a bazillion and sometimes I don't even push it. So, Um, but yeah, anyways, I actually think this would be a great segue. We were talking about, because you're looking up some stuff on the computer right now. And we were talking about how um, they're very credible places to get advice and there are some places, especially like on ketosis and I looked at multiple sources and I picked the ones that I thought seemed credible because they're written by doctors or, you know, at least people to, you know, dietitians, stuff like that, nutritionists.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we were thinking for one, either know somebody's experience level or you look for things like a PhD, a MD, DO nutritionist. You know, you want to make sure that these people have degrees that back up where their information is coming from. Yeah. You don't And or
0: experience. It doesn't have to be a degree. It needs to be experience and credible experience. Sure.
2: Yeah. And there's there's many people that I would trust that don't have a you know, a masters or a PhD. Yeah. That they have experience a lot. They do their research. They make sure that they're putting out at least good um, advice, you know, and making sure that they're not not focusing on solely experience but also some of the the evidence and the the scientific research that goes behind it so
0: here's a good a good tip of advice and i've heard this said before and i'm just kind of rephrasing it in my own words don't always trust the bodybuilders and right i'm sorry if you're a bodybuilder and i'm offending you you probably know your shit if you're actually watching this well, um but a lot of times they have some kooky ways of doing things and they have not the best way of giving advice. You just give really bad advice.
2: I look at, I look at it like this. If you're reading a, a magazine, if you're doing one of the workouts out of a, a magazine workout, you're probably a few years behind on mm-hmm. like the actual new protocols and the newest research and the lo- newest technology even. Um, it's one thing that you see commonly. You see that a workout that's pretty much the same as it has been in the last 10 episodes of the bodybuilding, you know, with focusing on deadlifts bench, squat, I mean, although those are good exercises to work with, it's all general information, and yeah. it's, it's all content, more so. So
0: And they'll, like, bodybuilding.com, they'll put up something, and they're like, you know, this is the best new workout, right? And you look at it, and it's the same workout for, like, eight weeks, and it just, right. and nothing changes except for the reps, that's it, maybe the, the weight. The diet's exactly the same. The diet's it's, exactly the same. And that's not really what we're doing. When we get lean and when we're making a lot of progress, we're not following a protocol like that. Sure. We're phasing it a lot differently. Um, so that's something to be said. So the, there's bodybuilding.com. There's WebMD. There's Livestrong you mentioned.
2: Yeah, Livestrong. There's, I I usually use stuff like PubMed and yeah. CBI, um, you know, just medical journal websites. Yeah. Um I look at I follow doctors and certain trainers that are PhDs and yeah. stuff so that I can get what they're doing their research on and I can get content that's immediately and it's also the newest of the new you know it's something that they've put a few hours into collecting the data and you know just consolidating everything into one paper to yeah. to get one piece of advice across and the biggest thing that I actually think that that people should look into is check the variables cuz usually a research or or a scientific subject is based off of many different variables being exactly controlled you know being able to control those factors so they know what that exact instance does and you may not fall into it if anybody knows statistics you know that there's outliers yep. you know and there's a certain percentage that you're going to lose in accurate data but it actually doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know, you might just be an outlier, something that doesn't work for, or someone that it does work for and it shouldn't work for. You know, so.
0: And I think too, this is this is a this is what you find as a trainer, and this is what's huge. Everybody's different. And yes. so if you think you're going to be just like that study or you think you're going to fall directly into that category, you're probably wrong. You're going right. to have to f- fluctuate your carbs if you're doing like a diet. You are you know, if you have a really good personal trainer, or a good coach, they, they're they going to help you tweak to where it works for your body type. But everybody's so different. Right. And eventually, I don't think we have enough. We don't have enough research in front of us and we really don't know the numbers. But we want to talk more about uh, probiotic health um, and not not to say that we don't know a lot about it but um there's there's a lot of good research about how your stomach reacts to things and sure.
2: and there's there's great studies even certain bacteria that if you find a larger concentration or you find more of a concentration of in your system it can actually lead to worse fat storage worse yep. insulin and another one of the research so this is my forte because i like i'm I like studying them. I can't microbiology wait till we get those doctors so, on. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to pick the brains of some people that are into genetics and microbiology yep. and stuff that, that I know myself that they'll be on the show and they're gonna share their experience and their understanding and their education and some of the common knowledge or I should say some of the new information on what uh what the benefits and what the the side effects are of supplementing Probiotics, you know, supplementing things and making sure that you want to make sure there's good gut health. Gut yep. health is, is definitely one of the biggest factors because if you're, your gut is not able to absorb the nutrients you're trying to put in, you're not going to assimilate them, your body's not going to absorb it, and there's you're not going to get the results from even your nutrition.
0: Yeah, and there's there's a lot of studies that are showing now that your gut health actually influences your total well-being as far as your mood like how your mood is elevated because there are more cells, more, um, sorry, more bacteria than there are cells in your body. I actually heard that that was false recently.
2: I don't remember the source, but (laughs) I I do remember reading a, a, a thing that said that it's not quite that, that large, but it does give you an idea of the fact that there's thousands upon millions upon billions of you know living organisms within our body yeah that help us synthesize and like we were talking last week they produce enzymes you know that catalyze rea- reactions that break down fat that break down proteins carbs you know and make sure that our body can use the amino acids and the monosaccharides and the different levels of fat you know that your body can't break down easily by itself so
0: yeah and honestly here's another thing you can kill off bacteria by doing the wrong things like coffee is not great for probiotic alcohol 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 is probably the number one
2: thing i mean that's why most people get like rock gut i mean i know myself i get rock gut the day after i drink and it's because i've basically gone through and killed <laughs> all you know murdered my, murdered murdered my all stomach out. D- um so and it's, it's true like, too it, it
0: you really it's a lot about so how. let's talk about a,
2: a good company that's actually local enzyme medica they okay. make a they make a brand that's um all scientific based it's got uh healthy probiotics and it's also like i said plant it's vegan it's kosher they really focus on They're nsf certified so that means that they work in a plant that's inspected constantly that's basically pharmaceutical grade uh supplements um so wait a second i bet the vegans are going to be pissed because technically yeah you know <laughs> there are this, bioorganisms, and that's something i've thought you know it's the same it's the same argument because technically a vegan some accept honey and others don't yeah. you know so it's, it's kind of that same argument amongst living principle but here's the here's the
0: worst thing and this is just a little tidbit when you're a vegetarian, vegans will treat you the same way that somebody is like slaughtering animals. They're like, well, you're not an actual <laughs> vegan. It's like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm saving some animals just right. because I'm not looking at every egg and where it comes from or I'm taking in eggs.
2: Yeah. And vegans <laughs> vegans a very hard lifestyle and it, it's, it takes a lot of discipline and, yeah, and, and dedication. And, I have a
0: lot of really awesome vegan friends and I'm very compassionate about animals, even though I'm not a vegan. So hey assholes, I'm trying. <laughs> let's, let's work on the dolphin slaughter and whale slaughter oh, and yeah. a few other, th- the dog meat trade. There's a few things that I'd really love to help and maybe we can get into that at some point, but not for fitness advice. Um, anyways, so what I was going to say is if you're taking in live organism, you take care of them and they're okay. Does that make you okay if you're a
2: vegan? I, I have thought that same thing <laughs> in, my, in my cell culture class. I'm like, man, I'm just like throwing this cell line in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) This is like killing a million little organisms at a time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're they're still healthy and alive. Oh, wait, nope. Boom, file 13. If you (laughs) take in
0: probiotics and then they pass through and you get on the toilet and you let them go and they're still alive, does that mean that you technically took care of them? I don't know.
2: Well, that's a debatable vegan argument. So one of the healthy or like one of the poison control things to do with medications used to be to put them in coffee grinds and like flush them. Yeah. So you're basically putting pharmaceuticals into the water supply. Oh yeah. And they've actually found pharmaceuticals in our water supply, yep. you know, and traces of them. And it's there, it's stuff that's not really filtered out with your general household Filter, you know, like you almost you need, need to reverse, RO. yeah reverse osmosis yeah, it, it's fi- like filter just to be able to get those out of it, which folks um, is where, where I get
0: my water from. I always
2: go to the, so speaking ROs. of that and, so, and where I was leading into that is we're talking about, we talk about hormone levels a lot mm-hmm. and things like drinking not filtered water and like focusing on having a bottle that has BPA in it. Those are things that can inhibit testosterone production or healthy, um, Hormone production. That's so, it. You
0: made that really confusing. So, if a bottle has BPA in it…
2: Correct. If a bottle has BPA in it, it is a phytochemical yep. that basically inhibits the production of testosterone. And the, 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 that's is probably it? one of the biggest hypes right now with Have the… Have you watched
0: that documentary? Uh, metal
2: containers and all yeah. the… You know, that's kind well, of these, where they're going to with that. These, uh, these prep containers I just got are BPA-free right and they're so, made out of plastic so it's, yeah. it's it's something that you can find you just have to do your research and it's usually labeled right on a yeah. water bottle or anything and this is where i get i mean i'm sitting here drinking a zephyr hills bottle
1: and, and i BPA
2: believe it. that it has bpa it does not say it anywhere but i'm sure there's some sort of mark that you need to look for but if they don't say it it probably has it in it
0: yeah, I'm drinking the Trader Joe Actually, this is from the tap now, but the bottle. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of sucks. They, so there is a, there's a documentary, It's I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in the notes. But um, there is a documentary that talks about how male children are now being born with way less um, hormones than they were like in the 50s. And it has a lot to do, and not to mention, all all babies are being born with i think it's i can't remember the the number off the top of my head but in the hundreds of different chemicals in their bloodstream already so they already have this in their body and that's from everything that we touch and you can look into it more there's a lot of research on it um they have linked it to obviously cancer and we're talking about a lot of different negative side effects to that but um what are you looking up there?
2: <laughs> I was trying to look up what you're kind of talking about, but...
0: Yeah, I'll find it. We can talk about it in the next podcast. Okay, so we did get some questions. We got quite a few questions, and even some that we didn't answer last week on Facebook Live. And if you have any questions and you're seeing this, um, please do ask. I'm um, not sure if it's going to mine, but I had my inbox was full of just random questions. And the most prevalent, definitely by far, was how to lose weight, even though I hate that term because I'm just working on the fat burning, not losing weight. I hate the scale. I it's, think it's stupid. It's very
2: broad. That's a very broad question. It's right? such
0: a broad question, but I will, and Chuck and I kind of different differ on this one and we had talked about it earlier. So this is a good thing to kind of see the two different sides of how we approach advice. And it doesn't mean that either one of us is wrong. There's multiple ways to lose weight. Um, there's some that I'm not mentioning. There's some things on here that I don't necessarily do. But I'm,
2: we were referring. The person was referring more to a quick, quick, weight loss. yes. And yeah. you, you
0: hate quick weight loss. I, and I'm not a big fan either.
2: But if the if the <clears throat> opportunity arises, if you have something that comes up, what do you do?
0: Yes, and I, this is now. Keep in mind, this isn't what I give everybody. This is a very healthy. Younger even younger than I am person. No, no
2: health issues. No, no health issues they, they they qualify through the parkour. The yeah parku.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the park is is uh, is good. So this is not for your average person This is probably not something I'd recommend anybody that's drastically overweight because it I do this in a slow slow uh, fashion. I don't I don't put people through this rigorous type of thing. So here's here's the little tidbit that we're gonna both try to answer and this was something she asked after I gave the advice um how do you prevent cortisol release when you're stressed and we're talking about in this instance it was kinda of like a divorce type thing um, And this obviously it happens I'm sorry you know it's it's something that happens in life sometimes or breakups or whatever so how would you approach that
2: Um, I, one thing that we could definitely agree on is we spoke about meditation. It was the first thing we both said. It was, it was was the first thing that we both said. And the research behind meditation is crazy. I mean, and yoga itself is, is kind of considered in my own opinion, a form of meditation. And I feel like mind body, if you can control your mind you can control a lot of the emotions that you're dealing with and literally every time that you're thinking of a negative thought your body's producing more and more cortisol it's also changing basically its genetic expression how its its translating the DNA and how its it's making your body go towards more negative energy or more of a a negative result so um, with meditation I've experienced I've practiced meditation myself Parker has practiced himself also and sometimes I feel like it was especially starting out I needed to have guided meditation I, yeah. I downloaded some podcasts that's exactly I, that's
0: exactly what I told her too yeah so Spotify has guided podcasts um, I'm sure that iTunes does too um, I'm not sure if there's podcasts that that actually do
2: that you can just get tracks basically um, and but they walk you through the things of like yeah. Focus on not breathing because a lot of times people will be like, and they, they're like, oh, I'm breathing loud or, oh, can the person next to me? And like, that's a big thing about it is the environment, you know, and utilizing maybe a it's park so or that. a beach or something, yeah. somewhere where it's quiet and you're not going to get like tapped on the shoulder or the mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if you're going through a
0: divorce and you have a kid in this, in this situation, it, it was that. So um, you need to get some time away from, I know that you have your kids, but you got to get some time away from them and be by yourself. And... The thing about, the, what works really well for me for some odd reason is if I'm in water. If I'm in water, I feel like way more connected for some odd reason. What the heck? I'm getting a, I'm getting a Facebook call right now. <laughs> and so that, that works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. If I'm in the shower, I just connect way better. Um, so the thing about it is you're trying to clear your mind. It does help if you can get past some of that negative energy. You're going to feel better for that time period. You need to let your thoughts go and you know I went through a really serious breakup in the past year and I had to do a lot of that and I was in a really bad place but what got me through was fitness number one and secondary was meditation and really good friends of course which um, helps a lot so you can't necessarily prevent it you can do things to get your mind off of it Um, are there any other things that you would you would
2: recommend I I think that that was very valid I mean I personally liked going in my room and just sitting on my bed or getting in a comfortable position and just closing my eyes and trying not to focus on anything you know trying to just let let yourself be so to speak like so that you're you're kinda you're trying to silence your mind I mean and that's probably like the number one term that people use when they're talking about meditation is like silence your mind and for an ADHD kid (laughs) um, which is myself um, it, Which you it, can't tell by the, on this podcast at all. He's way hy- more hyper when he's yeah, not under I, pressure. Yeah, I'm like I'm way, I'm, <laughs> I'm like sporadic and spontaneous and all the fun stuff. But uh, it when I was diagnosed, that was the one thing they wanted to put me on medication, and I had to go through a, a process of learning to control my mind and learning how how not to be, you know, and and just what are the signs when I am getting stressed out or when I am focusing on the things I shouldn't how to shift my mind uh, and and guide my my mindset to focusing on something positive or what was immediately necessary to do you know or what 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 did I need to do to function normally as a human being so
0: and there's some you go into medication if you're in California I'm sure there are other ways that some people deal with that or Colorado or Washington Um, in Florida that's not legal so There is that route. Um, There's some great research on that. I can't talk about it because I don't personally, um, but there's also that route. Um, So we're going back to the weight loss. Weight loss, and this is like, we're thinking, it's about a month out. So 12 pounds is the number that was mentioned in one month. That's pretty hard. It's gonna be, and this is not somebody that's really that out of shape. This is very aesthetic. so in my mind, if she were a client, I'd be like, shit, <laughs> this is going to be difficult. and It's going to take a lot of one-on-one attention, a lot of basically following up, which right. I'll try to do long distance. This is a long distance thing. So um, so here are the things that I recommended. And I'll let Chuck, after I say them, kind of say what he I'll, wants. i follow him. up with my opinion. He'll, he'll say some stuff. We've already had this conversation. So here it goes on a <laughs> podcast. Um, I recommended low-intensity fasted cardio, Um, and keep in mind, eventually I'm going to tell you her her to fast. Um, Secondary, I recommended one to two tablespoons of MCT a day. I would put that in my coffee, Um, and that just helps with getting your metabolism going, and it works really well with fasts, and people call that bulletproof coffee. Um, And they, they usually put some sort of butter, too. I just do coconut oil. Uh, it does give you calories, though, so it's kind of breaking the fast. Green tea, multiple times a day, so that's going to give you natural caffeine. It does help. Um, one that I wouldn't – we're going to talk about this later, sauna and niacin. This is a – I looked into it and researched it. I've been hearing this constantly, and I started researching it, and I'm just not really sold on the
2: concept. There's niacin's a uh, like a diuretic. It's it flushes water and and it does cause a little vasodilation, right? Correct. Because your
0: face gets really flat. I've had it in supplements. That's actually
2: what can cause a lot of the tingling.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's almost like um, what is that called? Um, arginine. Mm, arginine, yeah. in here or arginine. Some people call it that. Um, yeah. So A-A-K-G. that I don't know, huh? A A K G. Yeah, A K G. Yeah. Um, which I just got a new pre-workout. I got Optim- Optimum's pre-workout. God, it's so much better than what I've been taking. And it's on sale right now at uh, Vitamin Shop for 24 bucks. so not bad at all. Um, and it's completely banned free substance. Um, cold showers actually has been proven in multiple times to actually help a little bit with um, the, I guess it would be, metabolic state of your body because it has to adjust to the temperature. Um, Prep your meals. That's huge. That should have been number one. I should have just went prep your meals and intermittent fasting. And those two things alone could have probably been successful. Um, eat a ton of the vegetables. Cut back on carbs. That goes kind of with prepping meals, and that also goes back into the diets we we're talking about. Low carb will almost immediately make you kind of look leaner, and you get in a better state. It it is a bitch though. Let's just be real. Low carb is never fun. You're always hangry. Sure. How so, hangry did you get, man? Because I could see you just being a f- like, I've seen you flip over tables before and pull signs <laughs> off the ground. So
2: like, <laughs> I was, I think I was in more of a zombie state and like wanting to take a nap all the time. That <laughs> I was just like, I didn't even give it the time of day half the time. Like I was. Just did like, you whatever. Did you have
0: anybody like cut in on your weights while in the
2: gym? Just like go ballistic at her? I, I I had actually a couple experiences where people almost set me off, but I was just like. I don't even have the energy
0: for this Yeah, right now. <laughs> in world gym, it's always like a you know when a contest is coming up. I was working out there and I feel like I mean you
2: do get hangry. you, yeah. you definitely get mood swings and like, you definitely I are not having fun.
0: I know the weekends so, coming up, they're on steroids and they. So hangry. did that
2: really complete your list
0: as well. No, as, okay, so here we go. I've been way way too off topic. Um, I I like to do PM workouts that involve compound movements with legs as much as possible: squats, Romanian deadlifts, lunges, box jumps, and burpees. That's full body. A lot of those are. Um, compound movements and just very, very good for burning calories Um, and it goes well with your fasting. Um, And then intermittent fasting and also drinking lots of water. Drinking lots of water has been proven time and time again to help you with weight loss. It's just good for you in general.
2: Yeah, and and hearing hearing your stuff reiterated, I, I do agree with a lot of the protocols and that's why Parker and I get along so well is because there is a lot of similarities but there are different approaches that we would have. And I feel like, I guess probably one of my number one things would be to carb cycle. I would focus on going through a period of low carb, medium carb, high carb days and trying to start gradual and working into more of an intense um, carb drop towards the end. That way she does have the time frame to to actually go through a periodized fashion or to go through different um, levels of intensity with cutting more and more carbs closer to the date that she's looking for. Um, The second thing, and these are things that I learned in my my contest prep also, was that to utilize water as a natural diuretic. When you consume a lot of water, your body actually gets rid of water. It's kind of a reverse concept. Like you, You really don't think that it's as cut and dry as that. But yeah, you
0: almost want to drink so much water you're uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to try to, basically the recommendation is uh, an ounce per kilogram of body weight. So if you think of that, you want to start there and increase it slightly. I think that that plays more into effect in the last week or two, you know, so it's something that she shouldn't really focus on until being more intense and, and more on top of that until closer to her contest date or to the day that she's trying to lean out
0: yeah and you can say too um it really if you tell we tell as trainers clients to drink more water in general just because most most likely they're not drinking enough water sure. yeah, i would say and even me man i'll carry around my jug and i'm like i didn't finish it today it's sure good.
2: i think the other thing that i definitely agree with is the dark leafy greens yeah um they've done actual studies where if you consume more greens in a phase of of depletion in a phase of trying to cut carbs that your body will actually flush more it's the fiber in in the dark greens is alone going to be enough to help you digest and move the food that you are consuming through your body
0: and that's just on a, a cellular way. level too because if you think about it the other thing cravings are caused a lot by mineral um, deficiencies, deficiencies sure and the so, zinc and
2: magnesium and yep. the different i mean those are two of the most common that are that athletes are deficit in, you know, or yep. depleted in. And um, I should have probably
0: Oh, I should have probably said raw too. Raw is going to give you that natural enzyme, which is what we kind of talked about last yeah. week. And if you can get as many raw leafy greens as possible, sure. Um, dark leafy greens. And
2: and then like another thing that competitors use is like vinegar. Yeah. It's a it's fermented, so it's going to have enzymes and stuff in it that are to them they Supposedly, it helps you break down carbs. Um, it helps you break down fat. Um, it it's just, it just tastes like shit. All man. in all, I mean, it's actually pretty good. I like um, using Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm feeling sick, if I feel like I'm you know not feeling well, or if I just feel like I have something going on with my stomach, I'll take a shot of that apple cider vinegar, and it usually helps out because again, it's got a lot of enzymes and stuff like that. So. Um, Continuing on what we're talking about with the question that you had, I feel like those are all great things. Another thing is using compound movements. I think strength training is the biggest thing that people don't do when they diet. They need to keep their strength up. They need to keep lifting heavy and not focus on doing a million reps because the heavier lifts and stuff are going to burn more calories. It's going to have a larger epoch, which is like an afterburn effect of calories after you work out. And it's going to keep your your body your 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 muscle retention up. You know, yeah. you're, you're not going to burn off as much muscle in the process of being depleted.
0: Yeah. So there was actually an interesting article in the ACM certif- ACSM certified news uh, that just came out this month, and it was talking about um, participants who basically went through. I won't go through all the specifics, but they went through um, aerobic training for like. Three months and then weight training for three months and then they measured in two months how much they retained of that and how much was actually um, still kept after two months of no exercise and the people that did strength training kept 50% of their gains when they went back in the gym
2: whereas the aerobic was gone I've I read the a similar I don't know if it was there's multiple research articles and and all of them that worked out that lifted weights retain muscle mass and the ones that did cardio so another thing, and you'll hear us preach and preach as trainers you gotta do both they yeah, need a little bit of both. that was where I was kinda <laughs> going like you, you need to do the cardio because the cardio feeds your muscles you know the cardiovascular system feeds your muscles nutrients and oxygen for you to be able to be strong and lift heavy and recover faster yeah and many of the many of the best protocols to trigger like good growth hormone response is very short rest intervals. And if you know about short rest intervals, it's you're building up a lot of lactic acid and it makes you not feel great. when you get to your third and fourth set, you're like, oh, especially if you're, gosh, I can't breathe. If I you're on my cardio, <laughs> if
0: you're, if you're cl- occluding, <laughs> you really feel that yeah, lactic right? acid build up. Um, we'll talk about that in the next podcast, the experiences of Parker's occlusion this week. Um, So, here, this is something that I mentioned to you this week, and I don't have it written down right now, but um, let's go into the magic pill uh, mentality.
2: Yeah. So, we've been talking about supplements and stuff, and we talked about training intensity and training experience and some of the different factors that can contribute to an athlete's success at different levels. And one thing that we just kept saying was the magic pill concept. Yep. And that's that nothing comes overnight. You know, nothing is a fast, immediate response. It takes consistency, first and foremost, in my opinion, and just following a method, you know, proper programming, proper um, setup, proper scheduling. Uh, Phasing
0: of your workout, you know, changing up what you do. Um... When we talk about nothing comes overnight, you have drastic changes in your body all the time You know I, my weight. This is why I don't like weighing myself um, or Clients weighing themselves my body weight could fluctuate five to ten pounds a day It depends on what my workout is and that's been that way since forever ago and I just don't think that the scale is a great way to to measure progress where as opposed to like measuring, you know, where you're at as far as your lifts in the gym. That's what um, I meant to
2: say about the in response to the question that yeah. we just answered. Is you know, I would focus also, and this is what I do with a lot of my clients. Is I would focus on variables like um, body fat percentage, on circumference measurements, on things that you can objectively test and see that you're making progress because those 12 pounds might not come off, but you end up leaning out in the process because you're stimulating your body a little bit differently.
0: You lost your GoPro. One down, you're at 10%, not 20% on your phone. Um, so, yeah, and so there's, there's multiple ways to get to goals and we could go a whole episode on goals and we constantly go through this in our fitness consultations, but um, there are objective goals, like training goals, and then there are aesthetic goals and health goals. They're really sure. almost like three separate things. Right. And when we're talking about nutrition, we're definitely talking more about the health side of things. We're, we, sometimes we don't care with clients how they look so much as how they feel. Right. And then there's, there's like, you know, you need to keep progress with your clients or with yourself with your lifting goals and your performance. And it might not be more weight. Sometimes it might be a longer duration or sure. you know just aesthetically how it affects you and how you feel after the lift or how strong you are how much power you have where your explosive is so there's multiple ways to measure that and then um, on the other side of things I guess uh, about performance and then
2: so aesthetic how you look i guess for how we can kind of generalize this is we can put it in you just have to track objective yeah. numbers you know you just it's about tracking and journaling and making sure that you're aware of the process that you're using yeah especially if you're going you're for weight loss if you're going for anything i feel like because yeah. if you're not tracking what you're doing if you're not like watching the variables then how do you know if they're staying consistent how do you know if you're not changing it indirectly or directly or you know, you just know, you know, you now know how that program affects your body. Yep. And if it works, it, awesome, stick with it. If it doesn't, you need to change up some factors. <laughs> yeah. And
0: um, we're good at that. As as trainers, we have to switch up our workouts a lot. Yeah. Or is this is this athletes? Don't, don't even have to drop the trainer thing. Sure. So, I think you know we wanted to keep it short today. You've, you've lost your GoPro. You're at 10% on your phone.
2: Yeah, we've gone a lot further than we. Yeah, already we're already anticipated, well, so. well
0: over. So, um, any questions that you guys have for us, please feel free to um, send us some. Um, we need to really figure out where we're gonna have people send stuff. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll do this slow. Um, for me, you can send questions to. Sarasota.fit. I'll have a open page. Um, I'm sure this is going to change by the time you hear this podcast. But, um, yeah, feel free if you're watching this on Facebook Live to send us some questions in the inbox to Chuck or I. And how about for you? Where do you want your information to go?
2: I would say for my information, we'll keep it to my email address. Um, we'll do chuck at stacktraining.com. Uh, Stack training is S-T-A-C-H t r a i n i n g um and then that's at dot com so uh that's probably where you can reach me the best um i'll get back to you um facebook's always easy as well instagram dm is another thing that we can or i can receive messages in so um it's so easy nowadays to get a hold of us so yeah if you feel
0: if like, you just search my name, Parker Lennon, you can find me. <laughs>
2: I've got a bazillion
0: things up. You'll find my music. You'll find everything.
2: If you feel like you have a question, feel free to send it to us. Um, we'd love to hear your question. We'd love to get uh, uh, some good feedback and do our research and make sure that we're keeping ourselves on par. So.
0: Yeah, we want we want more stuff to talk about and more stuff to research. So, Oh, you have T Nation up there, by the way. You should have dropped T Nation. I like their stuff.
2: Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they're good a good too. one, also. They're in my favorites, my bookmark. So. Yep,
0: I love Teen Nation. Okay, uh, so yeah, that is our episode two. I'm Parker Lennon. Two. Um, and I'm Chuck Stack. <laughs> and we hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Fitness fulfilled day. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Adios.